We talk of many things, serious, trivial, ludicrous, pretentious. Not much about our feelings, at least not towards each other. A transistor radio, secreted in the grass, fills the gaps in the conversation, apposite in its punctuation. Waterloo sunset, night of the long grass, a whiter shade of pale. Take me in your arms and love me. Broadcast from some pirate station, now under the government's sentence of death. We are feasting on a condemned man's last banquet. I have an ox-eye daisy in my hand, and am slowly pulling off the petals one by one. I do this casually, silently, not wanting to make a big deal out of it. Anna watches me, does not say anything. It ends with, she loves me, but I may have pulled two petals off at once. I don't know why I'm doing this, because I don't believe in things like this anymore. I suppose I believe that moments like these portend something, that they can be bottled, and that the vintage will mature for years. I suppose I believe that this moment will endure, even when we stand up in one hour's, two hour's time, even when the key turns in the ignition. I no longer believe any of these things, yet I do still believe that, without moments like this, life would be barely worth living. I've gone down to the Surrey-Sussex border for the day to see my old friend Simon, the friend with whom I was staying when I'd first seen Anna. He is now working in Birmingham. I'm in London, waiting to go to university. We haven't seen each other in months. Out of the blue, Simon has rung me. He will be in Lurgeshall the following Saturday, playing cricket for the village team. Why don't I come down? We arrange to meet in a pub. I arrive at the Noah's Ark in Lurgeshall at about 12.30. The pub is already full. People are spilling out across the road and onto the playing field. Simon is amongst them, beer glass in hand, not about to let the athletic requirements of the afternoon stand in the way of a liquid lunch. We drink and chat and chat and drink for an hour or more. Then I see Anna in the distance. That's Anna Purdue, isn't it? Yes, says Simon. Not the first time you've asked about her, is it? Still fancier? I smile. Come over, I'll introduce you. We walk twenty or thirty paces across the mown grass. Simon throws his arms around Anna and kisses her. To what do I owe this pleasure? asks Anna. Not to me, says Simon. I'd run a mile from you. To him. This is my old mate Matthew. He's hopelessly in love with you. At least, I've told him it's hopeless. Idiot, says Anna to one or other of us. I've got to go and get changed, says Simon. He wanders towards the pavilion. Anna's friends have melted away, are standing a few yards off. Do you live near here? I ask. Over there. She waves in the direction of some trees. Are you really in love with me? Madly. Oh, good. I like it when people fall in love with me, especially when I don't know them. And when you do? Not so much. They always disappoint. Have we met before? I saw you at Simon's dance, I say. I was staying with him. Did we talk? Wouldn't you have remembered if we had? The only thing I remember about that evening was that two men were chasing me, and I didn't want either of them, so I spent most of the time at the bar with them both, which was the worst of both worlds, and I think I may have been a little tipsy. Sorry. It's all right, I say. We didn't talk. You seemed rather engrossed with them. I didn't like to interrupt. A loss for both of us, says Anna. That'll teach you to go by appearances. What else does one go by? Anything but. So, if I said you appeared to be quite nice, would you say I should ignore that? Entirely. It's just as well you look like the back end of a bus, then. 
Good, says Anna. Now you've got it. I look at her. You're weird, I say. Thank you. How do you know it's a compliment? Well, it is, isn't it? We both smile. Simon returns to us in his whites. We lost the toss in their batting, he says. I'll be in the field till tea time. See you at tea time, I say. That'll be boring, says Anna. Why don't we go somewhere? Where? Have you got a car? Yes. My parents have lent me their Austin for the day. I'll show you. We drive for five minutes or so. The roads become lanes and the lanes become smaller, hemmed in by burgeoning hedgerows and rampant cow parsley, as we climb Blackdown. Anna asked me to pull into a short track with a gate at the end of it, securely locked. I climb it first, helping...